Welcome back to Starring Milana. It's episode seven. Hallelujah. <laughs> that is the Lord's number. I can't believe we made it to seven. You know, we're going to drink to that. We're going to cheers. 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 I'm sitting here drinking um, wine, but all I can think about is hot Cheetos. It's really weird. Like, I wake up every morning just thinking about hot Cheetos, but I never eat them because they're so bad for you. I eat it like every few months. But all I think about in my life is I should really go get a bag of hot Cheetos. It's like I'm depriving myself of it, so I want it more. So I'm going to just drink wine for now. By the way, my name is Milana. <laughs> Welcome back to Starring Milana. Today's episode is going to be just, uh, you know what, just hashtag bear with me. That's basically what it is. I know I said last week was rough, but holy guacamole, this week was ain't shit, okay? It was like, the guy you were talking to last week ain't shit, that's what the week was. It was ain't fucking shit. So, yeah, that's why I'm drinking wine, because I'm going to wind down. And if you're um, listening to this on hashtag Milana Monday and it's in the evening, please grab a wine glass. And if you're listening in the morning, um, coffee, or rosé, I don't know your life, whatever works for you, drink it with me. Let's talk about it, okay? Let's talk about our feelings and what we've been through this past week. Here on Starring Milana, if this is your first time listening, we have three segments. The first one is called BTS, where I kind of give you a glimpse of my past week. And the second one is called Talkworthy, in which we discuss things that have been going on in the media and try try to offer a new perspective although many of times there's just one shitty perspective okay the third segment is called dropping gems in which i attempt to drop gems on my topic of the week whatever it may be so a little glimpse of today's episode we're gonna talk about moving in silence the gucci controversy which has grown and Steve Harvey and Monique and just so much more good shit. Oh, and about how my life is a struggle. Okay. So just keep listening. Um, if this is your first time watching again, there's a visual to this podcast, visit youtube.com forward slash starring Milana. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget this video is going to come out in two parts. The BTS and Talkworthy segment will come out on hashtag Milana Monday and the Dropping Gems topic of the week will come out on Wednesday. So if you want to hear the full thing, make sure to go listen on our podcast app. And if you don't mind listening and watching two different parts, that'll be Monday and Wednesday morning. Or you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram to see how fab I look there and how crazy I look and sound on um, here. So two different perspectives of my life, okay? I don't know if you guys can hear the fucking stomping that's going on upstairs. I don't know if there's like a marching band upstairs. It's so loud. Okay, anyway. Lena just told me to comb my hair. Let's talk about my hair. You know what? Let's fucking talk about my hair. Let me, let me, let me, hold on. Let me take a sip of wine. Let's talk about my hair. Let's talk about the tragedy that is my hair, okay? When I say it's been a shit show of a week and also busy, blah, blah, blah. You can tell by looking at my hair because actually I need to wash my hair. Maybe you can't tell through the camera, but this shit is fucking a bag of grease, okay? It is gross and I promise to you guys I will 
wash my hair after I'm done with this, but I can't do it before because it's a whole blow drying process, whatever. If you know, you fucking know. Okay, I just couldn't wash my hair before I got on camera and it's tragic. I know. Speaking of tragic, um, I had to get my face laser today because I was looking like a werewolf. Now, if you're confused as to what that means, I might have nice hair, quote unquote, or um, fabulous eyebrows, quote unquote, okay, and long lashes when I don't have lash extensions like my real lashes. But you know what happens when you have a lot of hair in those places? You have it everywhere else. It's kind of what it means to be Armenian, okay? And for my non-hairy Armenians, I'm speaking for myself. So, yeah, I have hair in uh, places that I don't want to have hair, including my face. So, um, I get lasered because threading hurts like a bitch and waxing is just not an option. And, like, I'm not going to just shave my face and walk around prickly, so I got to get lasered. And, you know, I, apparently I waited a little too long this time to get lasered. So now not only is my hair greasy or was greasy today, but I also look like a werewolf. I realized, oh, fuck, it's time to get my face lasered before my eyebrow conjoins into one and, uh, you know, the stash is real. On the bright side, I want to give a shout-out, okay? So I'm just going to be transparent okay Millie Rock like I said had a rough few days okay um I felt a little defeated and so did my hair but I decided to go read my reviews on Apple Podcasts now I don't know maybe I just don't know how to do this but you don't get notifications when someone leaves a review on the apps so kind of forget about it so I decided to go see like what people have been saying because I haven't looked since I don't know been a month or something. So I went to my reviews and, um, you know, I saw two comments from people that I didn't know and it kind of gave me exactly what I needed to keep going, to sit my happy ass down and record another podcast. So I just wanted to say thank you and shout out to Lucy Hernandez from Indiana and Allie28 from Massachusetts. You have no idea how your comments and your kind words and your support really um, just lit a fire in me to keep going, you know, and under my ass to record this. <laughs> but thank you, ladies, and I appreciate you so much for listening. And if you have Instagram and Twitter, follow me at Starring Milana, DM me. I want to talk to y'all. I want to hear what you're interested in listening. You know, I look on the back end of my stats on my podcast app, and I'm like, oh, I wonder... There's 22 states of people who listen. I'm like, who's listening in South Dakota? And it's, you know, I don't know. But the fact that you left a comment, it really just uh, was so special because now I can put, like, a name to just, like, a state, you know, a name to a region. And, and thank you for listening. And, yeah, you kick-started another podcast episode for me, guys. I appreciate it. So if you haven't realized, we are in the BTS segment. I didn't announce it, but that that was the behind the scenes. So we're in, we're still in BTS. Um, it was Valentine's Day and Thursday. Um, I didn't see any proposals. Did you guys listen to my podcast and think like, oh, I need to re-strategize my shit? Probably, because I did not see one proposal. My Valentine's Day was good. We went and got a couple's massage. Um, I had a lot of knots. So I was in pain, and the masseuse was really stressed out for me. She was like, what are you going through? I was struggling for like 15, 20 minutes while she was trying to take my knots out. Meanwhile, my boyfriend is next to me, knocked the fuck out during his massage. And I'm just like, mm. And also, we went back home. We had dinner. We opened a cab, and we started watching You on Netflix. You know the show where Penn Badgley from Gossip Girl plays Joe, the fucking creepy guy? You guys, you know, look, 
we're feds. Ladies, fellas can be feds too. Like, we can stalk and figure shit out. But I just, like, didn't, like, think about how easy it was to find where people live and where they work. Like, if you're really looking, it's so easy. You can really pop up at people's shit. Like, it's scary to me. And that show really reminded me to stop fucking tagging places when I'm there and just tag it when I leave, okay? So... Yeah, if you haven't watched it, watch it. I haven't finished it yet, but so far, so good. Uh, I gave my boyfriend his Valentine's Day gift. Now, I'm going to tell you guys what it is, but I but I feel you judging me already. So I'm going to take a sip of wine before I tell you because I, I need to distress, okay? I gave him a gold toothpick. Real gold toothpick. I know you guys probably think it's weird, Um he likes toothpicks. He uses them every time he eats. And I was like, fuck it. Let's get you a gold one. Because sometimes we go to restaurants and like they don't have toothpicks. So whatever. I got him a gold toothpick. He's in the music industry. It's kind of swaggy. It works for him. He likes his fucking toothpick. That's what I got him. Okay. All right. A few more things in BTS. So I went out this week and um, I saw this girl who shall remain nameless. She was at the same event as I was, and she has millions and millions of followers. She's very, very well-known, and I have to tell you, when I saw her, I didn't even fucking know that it was her. She looked like a completely different person. Now, look, I'm, I, I'm fine with a little bit of face smoothing. Maybe you got to... Maybe you, you ate too many bags of hot Cheetos or you're on your period and you're like got a cinch in that waist. I mean, I don't know. I'm all for a little bit of editing. But when you don't even look like the same person, it's just kind of disappointing. I don't think that shit is okay. Because what the fuck is the point of looking so fabulous on Instagram and then when people see you, they don't even know it's you. It's kind of weird, you know? So, um, yeah, I was, like, disappointed when I saw her. So I'm just letting y'all know, like, don't get too happy with a Facetune, okay? Another thing, I filed my taxes. Make sure you get your shit together. Don't wait until the last minute. I'm going to get somewhat of a tax refund, but definitely not enough of what the fuck they're taking from me, okay? Also, I have a question for you guys. What's up with the celery obsession? Like, celery juice is all the hype right now, and I get it, like, vitamin C, vitamin K, some other shit. I guess it's good. I think celery is the most disgusting thing in the world. I think celery tastes like shit and leaves a really weird aftertaste. I don't know. I don't like it, but do I need to be drinking it? Like, am I missing something? If you have been on this, like, celery juice trend and been doing it for a while, can you DM me on Instagram and let me know what results you felt, like if it's physical, if it's like your skin, I don't know, like if it's internal, like you feel better, you feel healthier, let me know because I'm really curious about all this hype with celery. Okay, guys, the last thing in the BTS segment, so you know how Lena and I are in this book club of two, right? So uh, Lena's finally caught up. I mean, she's 20 pages behind, but she has still Sunday to finish, but she finally caught up. I'm so proud of her. She's like 100 pages behind. Anyway, so... Michelle Obama's book, We're Reading Becoming, if this is your first time listening, it's fucking fabulous. Go read it. It's amazing. But I'm at the part where Barack was a lawyer and he decides he wants to be a politician and he starts running and then he 
decides he wants to run for president. Um, you know, this is the thing. I didn't realize until reading this book, like, we kind of see politicians. And sometimes we support them, sometimes we don't. But we don't ever think about their spouses, their children, um, and the levels of sacrifice from their family, especially if you're like a high-ranking politician and you might have to move to D.C. or another part of the state and like your family has to kind of decide if they're going to drop everything and go with you. Like in Michelle Obama's case, Barack moved to D.C. She stayed in Chicago. She worked full-time. The girls were in school. He's campaigning. She's in Iowa a few days of the week. She's back in Chicago working. It was just so much, and I'm thinking, I didn't realize the amount of sacrifices that spouses and children had to make. Now, reading that part of the book really enlightened me. So I see you guys. I see the sacrifice. So shout-out to you. And now we're going to move on to the talk-worthy segment. So the Grammys were on Sunday. Since I didn't talk about them in my last podcast, I just have a few things to say. Obviously, you guys have already seen everything that's been going on. There's plenty of articles. I don't need to tell you. But just a few things. First of all, Lady Gaga is amazing. She is probably one of the most talented, if not the most talented people, person, whatever, in the music industry. Um... And if you don't get the hype, I really do recommend watching the documentary Five Foot Two. I think it's on Netflix. It really kind of shows you her work ethic and just just the passion that she has for what she does and like her level of talent. And it's it's incredible. So um, I'm really happy that she won, and I think her performance was great. Another thing, Drake. He's been blessing us with fucking hits for years. Okay. And he was nominated over 40 times and he's won four Grammys. Get the fuck out of here. Four Grammys and he's been nominated over 40 times and he's like one of the top artists internationally. You know, it's like, how could you not be like mad or like not even mad, just kind of like shrugging your shoulders at the Recording Academy. You know, the fact that he went up there and gave that speech and basically said that these awards don't matter and that you don't need the validation of the Recording Academy. Um, he knows he's, his worth and he wants all of the other musicians to kind of like know their worth and like this award doesn't really mean anything. And that fact that they fucking cut him off was so disrespectful. I wanted to hear what else he had to say. But I mean... I think what he said was rightfully so. You know, I don't I don't think that he was disrespecting anyone. It's definitely freedom of speech. And you know what? They played him so many times that like, yeah, why not? He should say something like that so that they can change their process. They can consider, I don't know how the fuck they decide these awards and how they go into it. It's all politics because if you didn't notice, a lot of ladies won this year. But last year, no. And they were criticized for the lack of support that they showed women, uh, female artists and engineers and producers. So, so a lot of women won this year, which is great. But you can see that it's all like political. Speaking of Drake, actually, this month was the 10-year anniversary of his So Far Gone mixtape. And it's a classic. There are three artists and three bodies of work that I can tell you exactly where I was when I heard them and how I felt when I heard it and like the impact it had on my life. And that was So Far Gone by Drake, uh, House of Balloons by The Weeknd, and Believe by Cher, which I think when I heard it, it was on a cassette. So, but I remember those moments so vividly and the way that they made me feel. 
Um, so 10 years of, it's been 10 years since so far gone. Fuck, I feel old. Oh my God, I'm gonna sip to that. Okay, so the next thing is also kind of tied in with Grammys. Um, Cardi B won Rap Album of the Year. Shout out to her. Uh, she worked incredibly hard and she was pregnant. And the fact that she has to say it over and over again just so people can process, like she was pregnant working on that album. So that's a big fucking deal, okay? And they told her her career was over. So shout out to Cardi for winning. Um, it is very disappointing that when she wins, people kind of start to bash Nicki or bash her. I don't understand why male rappers can be celebrated at once and why female rappers can't. Like, it has to be one at a time. You guys are automatically, like, pinned against each other, Um why the fuck can't we all get along? Like, And it's really people that are, like, stirring this up. So with that being said, when she won, BET, the network, tweeted. Meanwhile, Nikki's being dragged by her lace front. Not cool. And she then made a statement that said Young Money will not be performing at uh, the BT, I think, Experience or the award show that's coming up. They had two shows, two performances coming up, and she said they will no longer be performing because, yeah, fuck you, right? I get it. And people were like, we're canceling BT, fuck BT, whatever. So, look, I get that. Like, I get it. They fucked up. But <sighs> this is, like, an unpopular opinion. You know, I don't think that we need to condemn the network as a whole. I do understand why Nikki and Young Money will put out pull out of that. That was disrespectful. But you have to think like it's not that tweet was not reflective of the network as a whole. That was I don't know if it was an intern, if it was like a social media specialist. I don't know who the fuck in their right mind thought that was okay? Maybe they don't have the proper guidelines to kind of say, like, this is okay, that's not okay. But I've never really seen BET, like, bash people like that so publicly. So that's why I thought it was weird and strange. And I figured, like, that was probably just one person who was in charge of social media that one day. So, yeah, you know, I don't know if we can cancel BET as a whole. I just think that, like, we've got to show a little bit of grace there because, um... I don't think those are reflective of the entire network. Okay, and then also, last week we talked about the Gucci controversy where everyone was canceling Gucci because they um, made this oversized collar, sweater, whatever the fuck it was. It was ugly, um, and it basically had showed blackface, okay? Um, they apologized, okay? Gucci apologized. Everyone got really mad and said that they're boycotting Gucci, it was a thing, okay? Um, well, Gucci decided to actually act and not just apologize. The CEO flew out to Harlem, and it was like a whole committee, and they basically talked about how they can um, fix this bullshit and make sure that it doesn't happen again. They talked about inclusivity and diversity, and they kind of came up with a solution. Now, I think somebody at Gucci heard my podcast because I said last week that they need, need to create a position called the director of culture, which I thought was cute, but obviously not proper. And I think that all companies should have a position of that magnitude, right? But they decided, amongst many things, that they were going to create a position called global director of diversity, 
That's a big deal. They created a bunch of these little things that they can do to be inclusive. And you know what? Some of y'all still trying to cancel Gucci. I will say that this is a big fucking deal because most companies, when shit like this happens, they apologize and then they just kind of wait for it to blow over. But Gucci didn't. Um, they took action and they took action kind of fast, you know? And I think a lot of it does have to do with accountability. I think it was... Um, impressive that musicians and artists and people with followings kind of came out and said, you know what, we're disappointed, we're mad, blah, blah, blah. And I think Gucci actually listened, okay? And that's important. And I think other companies need to take suit because at the end of the day, like, everybody makes mistakes. Apologizing is one thing, but where's the action, right? How are you going to prevent this from happening again? So I'm very shocked and proud and happy. I don't know that Gucci's taking this next step. And now I hope that they actually execute. I hope that it's not all talk. Um, I hope that there's execution. So, and you know what, this is a position that to me seems like a no brainer. I feel like all companies of this magnitude should have not only a person, but a team that focuses on this because people are more aware, you know, it's not that people are sensitive, but just more aware. And we have access to things. We have the internet, we have phones, people have access. So they, so information is spread, it's spread quickly and it can affect a large group of people in a short amount of time. So I think positions like these are very important to big corporate companies to make sure that there's like checks and balances when these things kind of happen. And who would think that clothing would be an issue, but it is, you know? So yeah. So shout out to Gucci and I hope that they, um, implement those positions quickly and everything that they promised. Um, and I just, are we, are they still canceled or are they on a, is it a hold? What, what's the, what's the sitch? Cause I got these bags I'm trying to wear and I'm not trying to hear it. So what's the sitch? <laughs> Let me know when we can wear Gucci again, okay, guys? Do you know how just shattered Lena and I are right now? We're calling Steve Harvey Stevie Harvey, okay? This is the night we're having. You know what? This is definitely a burger night with no meat for me because I'm a pescatarian. But this is definitely an In-N-Out night. You know what? Lucy Hernandez and Ali28, you guys don't have In-N-Out where you're at. But I really advise for you to just come visit LA and have an In-N-Out burger. All right. You think my hair looks bad? Lena might look like she got electrocuted. <laughs> shower her with love she's had a rough week okay all right last thing in the talk worthy segment let's talk about steve harvey and monique let's talk about stevie and monique you know i don't know where to start it was just he had her on her sh on his show to talk about basically how she's been blackballed but basically what he was trying to say is that she's burned bridges and she needs to fix it. That was what he was trying to get across. I'm not going to go very deep. If you guys know about this, you know. If not, you can Google it. But basically, Monique has said some things about Lee Daniels, uh, Tyler Perry, and Oprah because they disappointed her um, and she felt like she wasn't supported. By the way, side note, there's no fucking Oprah slander here. We do not tolerate Oprah slander. Oprah is, Oprah is fucking Oprah, okay? That's, uh, you can't even compare her to anything. So no Oprah slander here. But side note, she somehow offended Monique. So Monique said th things about those three people. 
And then she was offered a Netflix special and it was for $500,000 and she started questioning it. Like, why are you offering me $500,000? But Amy Schumer got $13 million. Dave Chappelle got $20 million. And you, and she said, you know what? And they refused to give her more. And she said, we are boycotting Netflix. She asked her fans to boycott Netflix. Now, you know, Monique, we're not going to boycott Netflix because what the fuck are we going to do? It's a thing, okay? It's like, it's a thing. But there could, I do agree there could have been a different way to approach that, but I understand how she felt. And I think that people who are saying that that's what she deserved or she should have done it or, or what Steve Harvey said, these are rich people problems, whatever you want to call it. Let's talk about those numbers. I mean, 13 million and 500,000. Okay, after taxes and you pay your agents and your manager and whoever the fuck, that's nothing. And and twenty million and five hundred thousand, like you could have at least offered her a million dollars. It's not about the money; it's the principle. Okay, so it's a slap in the face. It's basically like you're not even worth our lowest of the low. You know, it's fucked up. So I do understand why she's upset. Do I understand? Do I agree with the method? Not necessarily, but I understand. Like, I understand where she's coming from. According to Steve Harvey, she's been blackballed from Hollywood. Like, she's not getting jobs. People don't want to work with her. Um, you can disagree with what she's saying, but from this particular interview, I was a little bit disappointed because I felt like... Even though they both had really great points, and I think Steve Harvey is very intelligent, and he, he said a lot of very factual and great things, I feel like he was almost trying to silence her. I wanted to hear more of what she had to say, and unfortunately, I didn't, because it was kind of like he was talking at her because he felt like she was wrong, and that's fine. You can disagree with her actions, but we need to hear her out. That's the whole point why she's there. Like you're giving her a platform to speak. I do like the fact that he said that, you know, he wants to put them all in the room and apologize and kind of keep it moving. I do like that. And I think that they do need to do that. Regardless of her method, I will say that if she felt the need to speak out, she should, she should do it. Steve Harvey was saying that there are many ways to win the war because he disagreed with her method. All you have is your integrity, like your name. Your integrity is all that you have. I don't know what his approach would have been. I don't know if his approach would have been staying silent and staying quiet and just kind of dealing with the situation on the back end. I don't know. But um, maybe this was her way of speaking out. Um, just remember, like, whether you agree or not, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for, fall for anything. And I know it's kind of cliche, but it is very true. All right, guys, we've made it to the third segment. We're just uh, happy. Skipping a jump in through this podcast. <laughs> oh, I make myself laugh. Are you guys laughing? Lena's laughing. I'm funny. I need to go to church on Sunday. Um, dropping gems. We've made it to the last segment. I should probably apply some lip gloss. I probably look crusty. All right, here we go. So I was scrolling through the gram and I saw this video of a man talking about keeping your goals and dreams to yourself because of the people that you have around you who he called dream crushers, okay? You know what? The concept of moving in silence has always been interesting to me. Like, I've always been kind of conflicted about that. Um, 
people are always talking about, oh, I'm grinding when I'm moving in silence. Like, you don't always need to talk about what you're doing. You don't need to always show what you're doing to everyone. I get that, okay? I think that moving in silence is praise because, you know, the concept of, like, telling people what you're up to is kind of, like, show-off-y. Like, it kind of seems like you're trying to show off what you're doing or you're just talking a lot, but there aren't any results. Before I kind of go into this, I want to break this down for you guys. I just... I want to say that this does not apply to all goals or all fields of work because like there's a lot of instances where people don't have an option but to be silent. I do agree that there are people who are disguised as dream crushers, right? Now, that means people who are quick to shut down your hopes and dreams. Basically, just negative ass people, people with a narrow vision, people who don't have aspirations maybe as big as yours. Those are people who we call dream crushers. Um, there's also jealousy, right? These people might be jealous. And unfortunately, as much as we want to say that we're genuinely happy for other people, like at the end of the day, we're humans. Inherently, we're kind of just programmed to be selfish. Um, it's hard to watch people chase their dreams or become successful when we don't have that kind of vision or we're not in that space. If you're telling somebody who isn't in that right space or doing what they're supposed to be doing or whatever the case may be, if you're telling them of your aspirations or your dreams, um, you might not get back what you expect. These are the people who are kind of quick to caution you about stepping out on these goals. They kind of like give you stats on the likelihood of basically why it won't work out. The other argument of moving in silence are premature ideas, right? So I do agree that there are instances where it's kind of too soon to tell the world about your goals. Like if you just came up with an idea, okay, and you have no like concept of a plan, um, you don't even know how you're going to go about it, like it's probably too soon to start fucking telling people that you are going to um, direct a movie, if you've never even written a script or been on a movie set, it might be too soon. Those are really two of the reasons why I can understand like the point of view of moving in silence. But let me rebuttal real quick. So I've always been a fan of closed mouths don't get fed. Okay, I say it all the time. But that too is situational. Here are the benefits where I believe of not moving in silence. I can only speak for myself and my experience so far, okay? You know... I will be embarrassed if I kind of told everyone what I was doing and then I didn't pull through with it because now people know and it's like this accountability, right? Like you feel like you you can't disappoint people or now everyone knows that you're going to do this so you have to kind of do it. So that's one thing that I would say is like if you are telling people your goals, you kind of are holding yourself accountable of actually pulling through. Um, in regards to the idea of dream crushers, like the people that don't see the vision, I don't think that they're always negative or hateful. I just think that maybe they have small minds, okay? And small minds don't understand big dreams. I do understand how you should take caution when you reveal your goals, but if you find your calling and you have confidence, then small minds won't affect you. Which gets me to my next point, confidence, okay? Um, and I say this with the most ur urgency. If you're not confident about your goals, keep them to yourself. Keep them to yourself. Because what happens when you're not confident is 
you're easily swayed. Like you're easily persuaded. If you're not confident, it's easy for those dream crushers to come right in and tell you everything wrong with the idea. You have to have confidence to kind of withstand that type of criticism. And when I think about the times that I've actually moved in silence, like the times that I've actually moved in silence, I kept quiet and didn't tell people my goals were only times where I was doing something that I was not confident about. Okay. So let that sink in. For example, when I was putting out this podcast, I had a lot of reservations about it. I was not confident about it at all. I was very nervous. So I didn't tell people what I was doing. Only a few people knew. And I was very cautious of who I told. And I didn't even do like a release thing. I literally told everyone the day before on Instagram that I was doing a podcast. Like that was it because I, because I was lacking confidence and I didn't want intruders to come in and kind of like try to stop me because I was in a vulnerable state. Like that would have been a time where I would have been easily swayed. Now, an example of a very different time of my life. Okay. Talk about not having a fucking plan. Senior year of college, um, I received a message from God to go into hosting, okay, like live hosting and on-camera hosting. And without any, like, idea of how I was going to do it, I just said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I sat down on my bed and I recorded a video in which I basically told people that I was going to be a talk show host um, and I was going to start hosting and I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I was going to do it. So I record this video. I put it on YouTube and I put it on Facebook. I had no fucking plan, okay? I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I just, no experience. I just posted the video because I was so confident in the message that God sent to me. I was so confident in myself that this was really going to happen. I decided to post this video. And you know what came from it is as soon as I posted the video, a few days later, somebody hit me up and said, hey, there's a talent showcase in Los Angeles and I'd like for you to host it. And me, without an ounce of experience, I said, yeah, I'll do it. And after that, nothing was the same, okay? So had I moved in silence and kept to myself, I would have never had that first hosting experience, which I will talk about in the future, but what that hosting experience opened up the door for everything else. I think when people talk about their goals like confidently and they put it out there, it kind of puts them on your radar. People don't know how they can help you or work with you if they don't know what you're doing. We are in the age of information, okay? This is free networking. This is free advertising. And if you're confident about your dreams, you should put it out there because you never know who's watching and who can help you. And also, some of you might not realize this, but by sharing your moves and sharing your work ethic and sharing your goals, you can inspire people to kind of start moving towards their dreams, right? You never know how many people you're indirectly affecting in positive ways just by talking about what you're doing and what you've been up to and your goals and your dreams. So although it's a popular concept to move in silence, um, you know, I kind of disagree. For me, most good things came from putting myself out there. And it came from other people seeing and hearing me and offering help or words of wisdom or inspiration. So I have reaped the benefits of being vulnerable and putting myself out there. But I, again, I do 
really, really want you guys to think about where you are mentally and your level of confidence before you put yourself out there and your goals out there because people will crush your fucking dreams. It is very, very real. But if you are very secure with what you want to do, what you're doing with with your calling, there's nothing that anyone can say to you that will affect you, okay? So that would be my only um, advice. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but I think it needs to be said. If you're listening to this and whatever you're going through right now, I just want you to find just confidence within yourself, okay? If you walk every day with that type of confidence, then you will radiate good energy and positivity and you will also receive it in return, okay? You're unique, you're special. And if you feel like you have nothing, just know that you have the love of God and that's really all that you need, okay? So love yourselves unconditionally and protect your energy. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure to tell me how raggedy my hair is on youtube.com forward slash starring Milana in the comments section and make sure to subscribe. Um, and you can give a thumbs up. That'd be nice. Also, you can go on Instagram or Twitter and tell me how fabulous I look there because it's a different world. Um, and that's at Starring Milana. And don't forget to leave a rating and a review and subscribe on these podcast apps because I am reading those and I really do appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys and we'll talk next week.